Tonight's story is very connected to the Yontav, who just came from the Yontav of Purim. It says in Megillah that Mordechai asked Esther to go to Achashverosh, and he said, added a line, Who knows, maybe for this very reason, Hashem chose you to be the queen. For this very reason, the reason that Jewish people need your help, that's why Hashem chose you to be the queen. That's what Mordechai told, told Esther. So on that note, I want to share with you a story that tells us a lot about divine providence and how we don't always know why things happen the way they do. There was a family that survived World War II. Rabbi Zusha and Nechama Mergolin were living in the city of Abruysk. And it was during the war, and it was very, it was very difficult circumstances. And uh, he was married to his wife, Nechama. They had two children, Minna and Tova, and a son. And he was drafted to the Red Army. Because he was drafted to the Red Army, so his wife Nechama was left to fend for their two daughters and the son by herself. So she thought of traveling far away to uh, Tashkent in Uzbekistan, which is very, very far from where they were. But since it was a real hunger, it was very difficult to get there. Unfortunately, on the way there, her son died, and she died. So her two daughters, Minna and Tova, were left walking to Samarkand by themselves. But they were about under, under 10 years old. So it was really people looking at them, looking at them like, like why, what are these two little girls doing walking by themselves? They had to bury, them, they had to bury their brother by themselves. So people felt bad for them and they got them into an orphanage. And they stayed in the orphanage throughout the war. When the war was over, so they asked these two girls, Minna and Tova, do you know any living relatives? So they knew that they had an aunt, Dreza, and an uncle, Yaakov, who lived in Samarkand. They asked them, do you know the address of your aunt and uncle? Now, it wasn't something that you might expect them to know because the war, years of the war, being in an orphanage, they were just little kids and the war started, they were 10 years old. But they did know. They did know how the address of their uncle, Rabbi Yaakov, and their aunt, Dreza. And because they knew their, their, knew their address, so the orphanage agreed to send them to their aunt and uncle and they were reunited with their family. Because they were united with their family, so they eventually connected to their roots and Mina and Tova became the matriarchs of the very large Chabad families, the Rifkin family and the Altois family. Our Mina Rifkin and Tova Altois were, are the matriarchs of those families respectively. But how did they know the address of their uncle Rabbi Yaakov and his wife Dreza? You see, before Pesach, their, their mother, Nechama, 
would always send a box to, as a gift, to her sister Dreza. The gift that she would send was a box of, of duck fat. In those days, the people would not cook with oil because there was no kosher for Passover oil that was sold as kosher for Passover. So instead they would use chicken fat or, or, or in this case duck fat. So how do you send duck fat in a box? You put the duck fat into, into, a, di- into a cloth diaper. And you, put the duck, you put the cloth diaper into a box. So she went to the postmaster with a box full of duck fat with her, and she went along with her daughter. But the postmaster looks at the box and he says, I cannot send this box. Why not? The postmaster said the box has, it's stained. It has grease on it. She said it's just on the outside exterior of the box. Why is it, why is it such a problem? The postmaster said it is a problem and I will not send this box. I won't send this box. What should she do? So she told her daughter, Minna, please watch the box. And she will go home and get another box and another more diapers to repackage all of the duck fat. So it wasn't like today, you know, you go in your car, you go back home, you come back. She had to go walk home and find another box and find the cloth diapers. And it was several hours until she returned to the post office. What was her daughter to do during this entire time? So her daughter actually during this entire time had nothing to read. It wasn't like today, you know, there was Reader's Digest or anything like that. She was reading the entire time the box. She was reading the address of her uncle. So because she was reading the box of her uncle the entire time for several hours, nothing else to do, that's how she knew where her uncle and aunt lived and that's how she, the, the, the Rifkin and the Alto's family were reunited. Wow. So that's the meaning of what Mordechai told Esther. We are Who knows if this is a reason why Hashem chose you to be the queen by divine providence and Hashem puts us all where we need to be. And that's a place, and that's a time, and that's a circumstance you need to be to do what Hashem asked you to do. On that note, I want to share with you two inter- interesting things that happened to me, myself, this week. On Purim, one was a seemingly a uh, small, minute circumstance, and one was more of a colossal uh, impact on another person's life. But the truth is, there's nothing which is minute, nothing which is colossal. It's all in the hands of Hashem. Hashem guides us where we need to be. So at 9 o'clock on the night of Purim, I got a call from someone from New York who said that he had a relative traveling through Los Angeles and that relative needs to hear the needs a place to stay, and Baruch Hashem, they were able to arrange a place for the person to stay. But then I asked him, "What about the Megillah?" So the guy says, "Well, they're traveling to Los Angeles. I don't think that's the top priority on their mind." I said, "I would, I would be happy to read the Megillah for them if they need to hear the Megillah. I'll get back to you, Rabbi." So I gave him my number, and sure enough, at midnight. This person messaged me that they're in LAX in Terminal 2 and they would like to hear the Megillah. The problem was, I didn't get this message until 4.15 a.m. And when I got the message, I thought it was too late. Baruch Hashem, it wasn't too late. 
because sundown, Los An- sunrise in Los Angeles, dawn in Los Angeles was 5.44. So I was able to get to the, to the airport and read the Megillah for this person. But as I'm reading the Megillah for this person, I realize this person does not just need to hear the Megillah. This person has something going on inside themselves. And they really need direction. So I picked them up and we spend this a couple of hours together. And I know that when the person went back on the plane, they went to the plane in a different circumstance, in a different feeling, a different direction than the way they arrived in Los Angeles. And it was only because that they that I knew that if Hashem called me, then I had to uh, had to show up. On that note, not a big story. <laughs> On that note, there was this was this was happening at four fifty a.m. when the, when the Megil was full, was read for this person, Baruch Hashem. So on that so on that note, and twelve hours later, I was supposed to read the Megillah for another group of people waiting in the shul, and I was about to go get to the shul, but then my son told me that he needs to have an Apple wire, a wire to charge his iPhone. And my son is not so expressive. So, I, so he said, I really need this. So I know when he says, I really need this, he means like, I really, really need this. Sometimes you have a child who's very expressive what they need, and you know what they need. Sometimes you have a child who is not expressive, but they say a word, I really need, pay attention. So the problem was, it was already 4.50. Gila reading was supposed to be at 4.45. And he needs to have this wire. Where can get the wire from? And so I'm at my home here. And I'm about to go to shul. And I don't know what to do to for my son. But then I get a phone call from Yankel. Yankel calls me up. Yankel says, my son needs to hear the Megillah. It's only an hour till sundown. Where can he hear the Megillah? So I told him he can come to shul to hear the Megillah. But I said to him, you know, you're... Remind me of the story of the Alter Rebbe. The Alter Rebbe had a chassid had a follower, a student, who was a gifted teacher. The Alter told his student, you have a mitzvah of teaching, you have a mitzvah of, of earning parnas, earning a livelihood for your family, and I have a mitzvah of teaching my child. Let's, let's switch mitzvahs. I will support your family, and you will teach my son. So on that note, I told the person who called me, saying, hey, my son needs to say the Megillah. So I said, hey, you know, my son needs a... Apple uh, charger. Said, let's switch mitzvahs. I will find you a Megillah reading, and you will find my son an Apple charger. As divine providence would have it, this man's son was on the block of where my son was at that time. Unbelievable. So Baruch Hashem, it's it's called lightning cable. Okay, lightning cable. Uh, So he got him, the cable was received, and his son was able to hear the Megillah, Everything came in the, happened in the right place in the right time, right circumstance. Bottom line is, whether we're traveling from Babrysk to Tashkent, whether we need to hear the Megillah, or whether we just need an apple wire, the Torah says, I am the Lord your God took out of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Why do we repeat those words again? Zemachsedek said, you might think that there's a big God takes the Jews out of Egypt. And he helps us when we have a very big challenge. When we, I have a small little challenge, who says God's going to help me? 
Therefore, repeat the words again. I am Lord your God, the God of Egypt. I'm also your God. I'll help you whether you need duck fat, whether you need an apple wire, whether you need the Megillah, whatever you need, God says, I'm here for you and I'm going to help you. On that note, may Shanti bless us all with a good tavach and a freilich and all those who need a bracha, may Hashem bless us all to see the bracha and see the coming of Mashiach Tzakeinu and Bukhar of Mamish. A good tavach and a freilich Happy birthday, David.